0: Well, hello and welcome to the e commerce evolution podcast, where we bring you the best of what's new and what's next in e commerce. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And our mission with this show is to interview the top merchants, the top marketers, and the experts shaping the e commerce industry. This episode of the e commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates and then customize and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure e-commerce store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag-and-drop editor. So you can truly make these pages your own. So you can customize and tweak and test and create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. So check out all the details. Sign up for the beta at zipify.com. Hey, Brett Curry here. Welcome to another edition of the eCommerce Evolution Podcast. Episode seven, and today is a little bit different. This is not your normal episode. Usually I'm interviewing someone who's wicked smart and has all kinds of insights into the e-commerce industry. Today I am flying solo. However, I think this will be an exceptionally helpful episode for you. I'm talking about inputs, getting the right inputs so that you can be at your absolute best. Uh, Because really the most valuable asset you have in your business is you, Right? You can make an argument that it's your customers, and I, I wouldn't argue that too much, but you do have to be at your best, and part of what's going to help you stay at your best is by managing the input. So what are you reading? What are you listening to? What kind of fuel are you giving your brain? And so today I'm going to talk about my favorite podcast. So thinking about this from the perspective of an e-commerce store owner, what podcast should you be listening to? And what books should you be reading or listening to as well? And so I'm going to go kind of rapid fire. I'm going to give you my favorites. I think these are must, at least must check out, uh, must explore for you. And I'll tell you why as we go through. So uh, let's start with podcasts. And so these are going to mainly be focus on the e-commerce industry, one that's not, but there's a good reason I still recommend it. Uh, and then we're going to look at, at books. And I'll tell you why these books are so amazing and how they'll help you as an e-commerce merchant or e-commerce service provider. And so with that, let's get this party started. So uh, one of the first E commerce podcast I would recommend is by a good friend of mine, Andrew Udarian, E commerce Fuel. My guess is that most of you have heard of this, so I won't go into a lot of detail. Uh, Andrew is not, this used to be a weekly show. It's no longer a weekly show. I think it's a once a month or twice a month show, but still very good content. Andrew is at the top of his game. He also has an amazing blog. So check out E commerce Fuel by my friend, Andrew Udarian. Uh, another couple of friends of mine, Austin Bronner and uh, Chad Vainig's started e-commerce influence. This is also not quite as regular as it used to be, but still a tremendous podcast. I was a guest on that podcast a number of months ago. But e-commerce influence, so check that one out. Um, The other one, and and this is another friend of mine, but Drew Sanaki started a podcast called Nerd Marketing. And I love Drew's approach. A lot of his episodes are are solo episodes, just him talking like this. They're usually short and punchy and full of data and insights, and they're super helpful. And he's all about uh, data-driven marketing and, and customer loyalty and customer retention and customer life cycle, some really fascinating stuff. Highly recommend Nerd Marketing. You've got to go check it out. Uh, but probably the e-commerce podcast I listen to the most, and I, I really try not to miss an episode. This is one that I highly, highly recommend. There uh, certainly this leans a little more enterprise e-commerce, so for larger merchants. But like with most things, the little companies can learn from the big companies, and vice versa. But the Jason and Scott show. I love this podcast. Listen to every episode. They interview some amazing guests uh, from companies like Touch of Modern and Bonobos. You know they they speak at NRF and and they cover shows like CES and they talk a lot about artificial intelligence and virtual reality and how those things are going to shape the e-commerce industry. Super smart guys. Uh, Jason, the retail geek Goldberg, who is the SVP of Commerce at Razorfish. And then Scott Wingo, co-founder of Channel Advisor. Both guys I highly respect. Love the Jason and Scott show. I I think you should check it out. And then the other one, and probably everybody's aware of this podcast too, but I I love it and I think you need to check it out because this guy is always talking about how to get more mental productivity, physical productivity, how to think outside the box, questioning everything you do. And that's the Tim Ferriss show. I just love the show. This this has become the show I listen to when I'm mowing my lawn. I don't know why that is, but but anyway, that's that's how I do it. So I love the Tim Ferriss show. He's always interviewing some wicked smart people, very interesting, nothing that's run of the mill or normal. Uh, All, all very unique. From you know chess prodigies to uh, biotech related stuff to investment related things. So check out the Tim Ferriss show. I, I highly recommend it. And and so now I want to focus more time on books. And I'm a huge fan of books. Specifically, I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. And so I have the Audible app got about a 30 minute drive to get into the office. We live out on 5 acres. I've got a, about a 30 minute commute, so I love to listen to books. So all of these books I'm mentioning now, I think I've actually listened to. I think I've read a couple of them as well, but I've listened to uh, all of them. And these all have business application. Most of them go beyond that as well, though, to really just like this this good life stuff as well. And so let me just dive in. Uh, so the first one I'm going to recommend, these are in no particular order. I love all of them. Uh, but the first one I'm going to recommend is Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. So Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Fantastic book. And this book is really written to uh, illuminate for us that, hey, your ego, my ego is what gets in the way of most things. So most of the things holding you back, holding me back, not Outside circumstances, it's primarily ego. And and so what I want to do is as I talk about these books is I don't want to give you like this overall synopsis. I don't want to give any spoilers or anything like that. I just want to share little nuggets from each one to kind of pique your interest and make you say, ooh, I I like the sounds of that. So one of the great stories from Ego is the Enemy is about Bill Belichick. And we all know Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest NFL coach of all time. The guy is brilliant. He's not charming. Doesn't smile a whole lot, but man is he... Crazy smart and extremely effective as a coach. And so uh, the story goes that in in to start his career, you know, no one knew who he was. And so he decided, I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going to do the one thing that nobody else wants to do in the NFL, and that's watch and analyze film. And so he volunteered to watch and analyze film for free, no charge, and just just to kind of get his foot in the door. So that's what he started doing. He would he would watch film overnight. He would make an analysis. He would, he would type up his notes, deliver those. His insight was so, and he did it for free, and his insight was so helpful that it led to him getting uh, kind of an early coaching job. And then that just progressed and snowballed from there. And of course, the rest is history. Uh, but so much of the time, we we have this mindset that, no, I have to make a million dollars today, or I have to be seen for my brilliant work tomorrow, rather than saying, you know what? I'll suck it up for a little bit, I'll put in the time, I'll bust my tail, I'll do something that may cause me to have to swallow my ego for a little bit, and but I'm, I'm going to keep going for it, and I'm going to work hard. So ego is the enemy, lots of good stuff there, I think you'll really enjoy it, uh, Ryan Holiday, check it out. Uh, the next one, this is very e-commerce focused, it's Amazon, The Everything Store by Brad Stone, this is another one that I've listened to on Audible, it's a tremendous book, And, you know, I think anytime you can look at a very successful company like Amazon and say, okay, how did this thing begin or the trials and tribulations, how did this thing start? Uh, also just kind of gives you insight into the psyche behind someone like Jeff Bezos and what, what drives him and how he operates, which is interesting. One of my favorite little stories, and again, I just want to share little tidbits that don't you know give away the, the farm on these books. But uh, one of the early things they did, so back in the very early days when they were buying books or buying from a distributor and then shipping them out, And they were, you know, just buying books one at a time because they were allowing people to order whatever and order one quantity of whatever. Well, in the beginning stages, this distributor they were purchasing books from required Amazon to buy 10 books every time they placed an order. Well, that didn't really work for Amazon because they would get, you know, just one and two orders here and there. And so what they would do in the beginning, uh, they discovered there was this Lichen book. And I forgot the name of the Lichen book that was out of stock. With the distributor. So, what they would do, they'd get an order from the website for, you know, uh, let's call it a Michael Jordan book. So, they would go to their distributor, they would place this online form where they would order one of the Michael Jordan book, which is the book they needed, and then nine copies of the Lycan book they knew was out of stock. And they would get a message back from the distributor saying, sorry, this book is out of stock, but, you know, we're shipping the other. And so, it was just a reminder, just kind of a funny thing. And they did that for a while. Uh, until you know, they, they started to change how they got their books. But just a reminder of you know, good entrepreneurs don't let stuff stand in their way. Some people would look at that and say, oh, I've got to order 10 books. Well, okay, I guess we'll just have to wait until we get 10 orders, or, or maybe we'll try to predict what the books we're going to need, so we'll just order 10. But they were smart and a little creative and bent the rules a little bit and said, oh, okay, we'll just if that's the game you're forcing us to play, we'll play it this way. And so, uh, obviously, there's, a, there's an immense amount of good stuff inside of that book. But I highly recommend it. Amazon, The Everything Store by Brad Stone. Uh, the next one, also very e-commerce focused, is Delivering Happiness by Tony Shay. And this, uh, Tony Shea is the co-founder of Zappos. And this book talks all about the founding of Zappos and how it got started and what Tony Shea did prior to Zappos. I love this book for several reasons, but uh, two of the things that that I just love so much about it is Tony talks about the fact that really in your business, the only things you have that are valuable are your culture and your brand, right? So your culture, what happens inside of the business, how you operate, how you uh, train people and teach people and just what's the ethos of your company. And then your brand. What do people think about when they when they hear the name of your business? What do th- people think about when they hear the word Zappos, which uh, usually is service, like this crazy, amazing service, right? So your culture and your brand—that's really all you have. Uh, this has made a big impact on on me. As as my business partner Chris Brewer and I were forming uh, online marketing giant, and OMG Commerce, we 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 knew we wanted to develop this this amazing culture, but but reading this book helped shape that a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, getting the right people and the right culture and then having the right brand, very important. All kinds of fun stories, very well written. So check out Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. Uh, next one. Uh, this is one uh, that I think you're really going to like. This is actually one of my favorite books that I've read recently. Uh, if I had to just pick one out of this bunch, well, it'd be too hard to pick one but this one may be the most entertaining. Uh, it, it is very instructive, but it reads like a novel, and it's uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And what's interesting, my my 14-year-old son, Nathan, he's starting to get a, a bit of an entrepreneurial bug. He, he actually has a, a little coffee roasting business, and so I'm opening a Shopify store for him and, and trying to help him out there. But So he's learning business, and he's also a shoe dog himself. The dude loves shoes. And so it was actually his idea to download this book. Um, But as he got into it, he he said, Dad, this is amazing. You've got to check it out. And so I listened to it. And there were a couple times when I was on my drive home from work, and I would sit in the driveway because I didn't want to turn this thing off. I wanted to to hear the rest of the story that Phil Knight was telling. But I'll talk about just a couple of things to kind of, again, pique your interest. He talks about his crazy track coach, Coach Bowerman, from the University of Oregon, who was really instrumental in the design of Nike shoes. And, and he was always experimenting on his runners. And so Phil Knight was a runner in college, uh, ran for Oregon. And, and Phil said he wasn't the best runner, wasn't the worst either. And so Coach Bowerman would experiment on him maybe the most because he felt like he had the, the least to lose. So the top runners he didn't want to experiment with them too much in their, in their shoes. Because you know he needed them to win, Bill was kind of in the middle, so he could really get a good a good test if he experimented. But uh, if they talk about you know Coach Bowerman making shoes that had uh, codfish skins as the soles, and then all kinds of other stuff, he actually invented the the waffle design for soles. And so most of the book actually takes place in the '60s and '70s. So most of it is in the kind of the formational foundational time for Nike uh, talks about how they came up with their name Phil Knight actually was laboring hard and pushing for uh, the name Dimension 6 instead of Nike uh, he, he's now very glad that uh, everyone told him that was the worst name imaginable it talks about that. It Also, one of the things that I think is just amazing to me, and, and one of the things that I think it sh- should be refreshing to everybody who's an entrepreneur, is it chronicles all the hard times, right? All the just getting kicked in the teeth times when Nike probably should have failed, was close to failing, even after it was successful even after it was growing you know it was doubling and tripling every year for a decade it still almost died multiple times uh, one of my favorite stories was when uh, their bank backed out on them so they all their bank accounts were frozen and he, uh, Phil Knight got calls from some of their biggest creditors saying hey I'm flying into Oregon you're writing me a check to pay your debt and apparently he had like three or four creditors flying in on the same day, and they had to run interference, and he had to split up his team members to keep them occupied, so that they didn't run into each other, <laughs> um, and cause even a bigger mess when they realized, well, he, 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 they owe you a quarter million dollars. Well, they owe me five hundred thousand dollars, and then you're just creating this big storm. But uh, you know, in the end, it all worked out. Nike is a, a juggernaut. Uh, immensely successful, as we all know. But uh, I, I can't recommend that book enough. It's so much fun. So many entrepreneurial lessons. So check out Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Uh, next one. I, as you know, I'm a bit of a Google fanboy. Uh, that's a huge part of our business. We are Google Premier partners. Uh, we have folks from Google come and visit with us. And so um, certainly not unbiased. I absolutely love Google, but there are two books related to Google that I highly recommend. Uh, the first is called In the Plex by Stephen Levy. and this talks a lot about how uh, Larry and Sergey started Google you know in the, the dorm room at, at Stanford. It talks about AdWords and the, the breakthroughs that, that AdWords created and the way the auction works. And then it talks about other things, you know, like the, their innovation with data centers and and self-driving cars and all kinds of stuff. But really, it's one of those books that will stretch you. I think it'll stretch you mentally. You know, one of the things that Larry Page always talks about was, okay, how do we do? How do we grow 10x? So anybody can take an idea or a business and you know grow 20 or 30 percent. How do we 10x that thing? And if we're going to 10x that then we really can't just do what we're doing now and do it better. We probably have to rethink the whole thing, blow it up, start over, really push the envelope. But uh, In the Plex is a very long book, actually. So if you get the audio version, I I like to on Audible crank up the playback to about uh, 1.25, 1.5 in in the the playback speed. You can still listen very well, but you kind of get through a little bit faster. So In the Plex, Stephen Levy, highly recommend it. So the next Google book that I, I highly recommend, and this is written by a couple of Googlers, uh, Eric Schmidt and Jonathan Rosenberg, it's How Google Works. And primarily, this is about the people side of Google. And the biggest lesson for me in this book is these guys talk about, you know, as an executive, as an owner, as the CEO, your highest calling, the most important thing you can do is attract and retain What they call smart creatives. So people that are extremely bright, extremely talented, uh, A players as they might be called in some other capacities, but smart creatives, how to manage them, how to motivate them, how to hire them. Talks quite a bit about the Google hiring process. So if you're building a team, I highly recommend this book. If you're not quite at the point of building a team, then it might, might not be as relevant, but it's still very interesting. So How Google Works by Eric Schmidt and Jonathan Rosenberg. Next book, this is, again, a a book I've listened to probably three times because I like it so much. Uh, It's called Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath, and it's all about sticky communication. How do certain messages stick and go viral and you remember them forever, and how do some messages just you forget them the second you hear them, like most mission statements that are out there. Right, You hear a mission statement and your eyes glaze over and you forget it as soon as you hear it. And so it talks about ideas like the Don't Mess with Texas ad campaign, lots of others. It gives you a formula for creating a sticky message. It's exceptionally fun, uh, highly engaging. It's a book all about communication. The reason I like it is, you know, a- as a-, a business owner, you know, you need to-, to-, to be good at communicating, right? So your ads need to be good, your copy needs to be sticky, as you motivate your people or your team or sell to customers, you, you need to have good communication. So Made to Stick, highly recommend it. you got to check it out. Um, the next book, and this is actually the, the last book on the list. And actually, I'm going to throw in one bonus, but I highly recommend uh, a couple of books. This is by a guy named Donald Miller, one of my absolute favorite authors, He's also a speaker. Uh, he's speaking at the upcoming uh, well, it's up and coming as I record this Traffic and Conversion Summit. Uh, it's getting a March, so by the time you listen to this, uh, that event will probably be over. But he's speaking there, as am I. Uh, but Donald Miller, uh, the book is called "A Million Miles in a Thousand Years," and the premise of the book it's all about story what makes for a compelling story. And his argument, the case he makes is that what makes for a compelling story also makes for a compelling life. And he also talks about, hey, what we would never want from a good story, what we would never expect from a good story is what we kind of shoot for in life, which is kind of silly. But this is an extremely valuable book. Uh, It'll help you in far more than just business. It's challenging. It's inspirational. The stories are are fantastic. I love the stories about a guy named Bob Goff. And Bob Goff actually, okay, so here's another bonus. Uh, Bob Goff wrote a book called Love Does. And so Bob Goff is just this crazy, amazing guy, uh, owns uh, a law firm, but spends a lot of his time traveling and helping orphans and uh, just does all kinds of whimsical, fun, amazing things. So Uh, Some of the stories in in A Million Miles in a Thousand Years are about Bob Goff, but you got to check out the book. And so Donald Miller now has a a company called Story Brand, and so he helps companies tell the story of their brand better. And you can get into some of his online courses and things, which I recommend, but really A Million Miles in a Thousand Years kind of started all of that, and so check that out. Uh, Written by Donald Miller. Uh, The bonus book I was talking about, though, by Donald Miller is called Blue Like Jazz, It's more of a spiritual book, honestly, so not as much business applications, but one of my favorite books as well, so Blue Like Jazz. If you read A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, you think, holy cow, this is fantastic, uh, then you'll probably like other Donald Miller books, and Blue Like Jazz would be a good one as well. So with that, I think that wraps it up. Uh, Hopefully, you've enjoyed this, this quick solo episode talking all about inputs, but I cannot stress this enough. Shape the way you think. Uh, guard those inputs, look for things that are going to inspire and educate you and push you to be better. Uh, I heard someone say one time that the difference between where you are now and where you'll be in five years is the books that you're going to read. I think that's oversimplifying things, right? You got to put stuff into action. You got uh, to hustle. You got to make stuff come together. But certainly getting the right inputs is very, very important. So uh, with that, I will bid you adieu. Uh, Please let us know what you'd like to hear more of, less of. If this episode was fun, let me know. I've got a few other things, some other uh, must episodes that I might run, uh, Flying Solo, some other things that I recommend. So let me know. Also, please leave a review in iTunes. That helps other people find and discover this show. And with that, we'll see you next time.